0: Only smart people get up early enough to listen to the Francine Marie Show. So thanks for listening, smarty pants.
1: Good morning, campers. Pick up your coffee cup, make a cup of tea, pour yourself a beer. Hair of the dog, it's the Francine Marie Show. Good morning, thanks for joining us this segment. I always say that it's going to be my best segment because we're going to talk about loving yourself. We're going to talk about your imagination. How far will it go? We're going to do it with Ta. Ta witty is a sovereign intimacy coach. And we've been all talking about work-life balance. Ladies and gentlemen, give me a drum roll because here's Ta. Good morning.
0: Hey, good morning. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Let's talk about some healing. Um, you're from the medical field, that system, I am. I'll call it that system, and now you're part of another system, and I like the the one you're in. So tell everybody, you know, what got you involved in this medical world, in this healthcare world?
0: As a kid, I, you know, I had a lot of trouble being intimate and, and connecting with my family, and so there was a lot of sibling rivalry and all kinds of stuff that happened when I was a child and I, I, I did my best to flunk out in school to get attention from my parents. And I, I felt like school was really boring. So I did my best to get attention by flunking out. And I ended up going to a uh, a community college called Kingsborough Community College and they had their, the highest passing rate for the nursing boards in the state. So I was like, ooh, let's do that. And so I went into nursing. Uh, I was I was very drawn to it because my mother was a nurse and then she became a physician. She's the first black woman in the world to be a perinatologist, which does, uh, she does maternal field medicine. And my father was an x-ray technician. So I had all of this healthcare stuff going on in my family and I was like, I want to go into, and so I became a nurse at age 20. I graduated from nursing school and I started to work at the largest municipal hospital in Brooklyn, New York, and I took care of a lot of uh, really people. I was there through the uh, huge AIDS rollout in the 90s, where AIDS was destroying human beings worldwide, particularly in this country. I learned a lot about their bodies. I learned a lot about intimacy and loneliness. I learned a lot about triage. And from there, I wanted to learn more about human beings. So I started to branch out and work at different hospitals. I moonlighted at a lot of different hospitals. I worked at over 12, I think 13 hospitals in New York City. I ran an emergency department in bedford stuyvesant in Brooklyn. I did a lot of work in emergency medicine for 23 years, and I learned a lot about the human organism. I also learned that the healthcare industry is not necessarily out for the benefit of human beings. It has become a business that has been overrun with keeping people in a space where they're just just not sick enough to not come back. You know, They, they have to come back to the hospital and get care. They have to be reliant on medications. They, they're being sent for procedures that they don't, really need or or they could do without basically sick care and I took an oath when I went into nursing to do no harm and that's, you know, you take your Hippocratic oath oath of sickness I I promised to do no harm and I felt like I was doing harm to people and it eventually got me into a place of guilt and shame of doing the things that I was doing that I wanted to get out and I ended up getting hurt in the hospital and breaking my back while working at the hospital. And uh, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. I was also doing personal training on the side. I lost all my clients. I was doing coaching. I couldn't do anything. And so I hit really hit rock bottom mm-hmm. from 2003 to 2018. Uh, most people don't know this, but uh, 18 hospitals closed down in New York City, and so the the emergency rooms started to get overwhelmed and flooded with human beings uh, during flu seasons. and, and if anything happened. In New York City, the healthcare industry wasn't going to be able to handle it because of the amount of hospitals that were shut down. And I got out of there and left New York just in time uh, for the whole COVID thing to go down. You know, I've been in every major pandemic. I've been there through SARS, uh, MERS. I've been there through uh, H1N1 twice. I've been there through West Nile virus. I've been there through all of these things. i saying if something else happens in the city, it's, like, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. And here comes COVID. And I, I left different time for, for the whole COVID thing to, to crash. And so part of my, uh, my exploration in diving into myself and all the work that I had done and really learning about the human organism and how the mind, body, spirit, energetics and all these things work together, couldn't find a way to put all this stuff together. And when I got hurt, um, you know, Cole, who's my, who's my wife, we, we had just started seeing each other at the time. I really want to I want to show you something. And I was like, What do you want to show me? She's <laughs> like, Well, it's not really conventional, and I think it may help pull things together for you. And I'm like, Well, what are you what are you talking about? She's like, Well, you you go to this ceremony and you sit in a circle with people and you take these plants and you go into this psychedelic realm and you find yourself. And I am like, Oh, you want me to do some drugs with some hippie like white folks? And I said, <clears throat> I said, um, you know, I don't know if that's things to me a medical person and I don't do drugs and she said, this isn't drugs I'm asking you to reframe things and, and, and get curious, you're always talking about curiosity, Be curious, this is safe um, the people that, that you'll be working with will be safe and they know how to keep a container and so I went in and I had a, an experience with, uh, with psychedelics and it was very light but it pulled everything together for me all the things that I wanted to to, to pull together to started to make sense and all of my psyche and everything started to pull together in their body situation. And after maybe three or four months, people started to fly me around the United States of America to go to their their events because of my ability to triage from, from my healthcare experience, because of my ability communicate with people because of the way I communicate with people. I'm also a, a hip-hop artist and a DJ. When I was doing my nursing, I would work as a nurse for three months and then I would go tour on the road for about a month and I would go all over the world and all over the country and I learned to communicate with people all over the place and I learned what the differences were and their similarities were human beings in by being able to talk to them about what was going on in their lives. So all of this stuff tied together and Cole had it right. He hit the nail on the head. He said, I see you and I see where all the stuff will tie together. Just give this a go. And I did. And it made so much sense. And I I got to rewire my brain in a different way that started to help me open up and let go of all these old constructs and all of the things that have been holding me back from clearly functioning from a place of what I call sovereignty, which is control over my experience of things, not just the things that have been happening to me, but how I perceive them and how I respond to them instead of reacting to them. So it started. everything started to pull together, and I started to really develop a way to get intimate with people in five minutes or less. And that's what I do. You know, when I get on the phone with people, or I see people in the store, or I talk to someone in a restaurant, I'm seeing how quickly I can get into an intimate space by moving outside of canned responses. Like when someone asks you, how are you? I don't say, oh, I'm good. How are you? I, I ask, I, I stop. I square off with them shoulders, and I look at them, and I ask them something like, what's making your heart sing today? What's, what's the most amazing part of your day so far? And they have to stop and they have to contemplate. And mm. they give me a response. And I lean into that response and they usually ask me, well, what's making your heart sing? And I ask them if they really, really want to know. And if they really, really want to know, they'll wait. There's no rush and they slow down. And I tell them what's going on with me and what's really making my heart sing in the moment. And it, it gets into a point where people's nervous systems can start to align with each other. And when your nervous system start to align, there's more consideration for why you are the way you are, where you, where you came from and where you're looking to go. And so there's a deeper connection. And when you have that deeper connection and you have control over it, nobody needs to control your experience. You don't need to manipulate people to do things. People will lean into you because they want to. And so that's, that's kind of the evolution in a, in a nutshell of wow. me going from being a nurse doing what I'm doing now
1: when you said you were in the hospitals Mm -hmm. and people were having procedures they really didn't need Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah that was on another platform that I heard you say that I'm like I bet that does go on hospitals are money machines
0: when you come in the hospital and you you sprain your ankle and someone sends you for uh, you you, you, you trip you fall down you sprain your ankle and someone sends you for a CAT scan of the head you clearly didn't really hit your head that hard that they send you for a CAT scan of the head, a CAT scan of your ankle, or can, you know, bypassing it. I've seen all kinds of stuff happen. I've seen people sent for spinal fusion surgeries and when I hurt my back, I hurt my spine and I, and I couldn't walk, I was immediately told that I had to get screws put in my back, that I'd never walk, I'd never run, I'd never jump, I'd never lift anything heavy again in my life. And I did a ton of research and I did a ton of exploration and I was told that I'd need to be on these pain medications. And, take steroid injections in my back which I've never been a fan of and I did the research on myself. I, I, I went deeper and I, and I, and I looked for, and this is where the internet comes in handy. You know, There are tons of people who have moved beyond things without conventional medicine and so I looked into what was going on with my spine. I, I know the anatomy of the spine but I got deeper into it and, and I got deeper into uh, you know, herniated discs and, and fractured vertebra and stuff like that. And I started to understand the musculature and how the musculature can actually pull the bones apart when you, when you, uh, when you strengthen it a certain way. So I learned this stuff and I learned the value of icing and and temperature therapy and, 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 and getting out of toxic relationships. I was in a really, really toxic relationship situation when I hurt myself. And so moving away from that allowed my body, allowed my nervousness, them to calm down because I wasn't posturing a certain way. And I was able to, to heal myself without any medications, without any surgeries. I now lift heavier, run faster, and jump higher than I ever had in my life. And I'm, I'm going to be 50, 50 years old this year. And no. I'm, I'm in better shape than, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in better shape than I've ever been in my life. Working on handstands right, <laughs> right now, doing all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. I have two grandkids, a 12-year-old and a 6-year-old grandkid. My daughter's 30. You know, people look at my picture and they're like, get out of here. You can't be almost 50. And I'm like, bro, I'm 50 years old this year. The mission that I'm on is to really get people to see themselves, to see themselves in a different light, to see themselves in ways that they never thought possible because it, it is possible. And so, you know, the healthcare industry has been keeping people prisoner for a long time. It's a machine that makes a lot of money. All kinds of stuff happen, and changes happen. And uh, to make retention happen, they do in the hospital called press DNA surveys, where they survey people to see if they're satisfied um, with their with, with coming back to the hospital. What would make you come back to the hospital? Is you know, it's, it's, <laughs> what would make you come back here? And so, pillow fluffing, and what you eat, and how the food is brought to you, and all of this stuff is really, really important. However, you know the the care that you receive in preventative situations are not considered. You know, it's not a concern of the healthcare industry, and so people are constantly thrown back into this loop. And no one, is, there's there's no push for physical fitness. There's no push for nutritional education. There's not, none of this stuff is being done. And when you look at the wake of things like COVID, where people are putting on masks and isolating themselves from one another, yet they're still going in their house. And they're eating chips and carbs and Twinkies and all of this stuff. They not take care of themselves. This is part of the way our health our health matrix is. We are not we are not creating wellness. And when when uh, we do not educate people on how the human organism works, on how the human body works, they they have to rely on something outside of themselves. And this is one of the things that the healthcare industry thrives upon is ignorant folks. And so you know. The healthcare industry has its gloves its in a lot of systems, including the government and our education systems. And uh, yeah, I've watched them remove physical education from schools. I've watched them remove health classes from schools. I've watched them remove things like home economics and teaching people how to cook from schools over my lifetime. And this is this is counterintuitive to uh, the health and the the intimacy and the sovereignty of the human organism and it's like we're producing we're mass producing people that are uh, slaves without uh, without shackles and it's pretty
1: frightening that is so true ding 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 so do you think psychedelics are going to be an important part of the next wave of human evolution
0: i believe that they are already uh, an important part of the next wave of human evolution you know the way things are right now particularly with this this COVID situation and the, the, the racism uh, situations that are going on in the, in the United States and, and around the world, um, people are, the, the, there's a mental health crisis that is happening right now. Um, you know, the, the amount of people that Cole and I have been helping navigate through suicidal ideations suicidal situations and recovery from family members killing themselves and going into psychosis, depression, and all these other things, it's, it's unreal. And so the, the, the wait line, uh, we, had a, we had a client call us up and tell us that they called the, the suicide hotline and we're on the suicide hotline for 14 minutes waiting for somebody to pick up. And this is something that it's, it's, our system's becoming overwhelmed. And so people are turning to psychedelics in, in spaces uh, where it is not conventional and it is it's on an underground space to, to enlighten themselves and reprogram their nervous system. There's a propensity for, for a reprogramming of the nervous system from a space of sovereignty, from a space of you controlling your environment, unlike anything that, unlike anything I've experienced in healthcare at all. Um, I've, I've, I've worked in psychiatric environments. I've worked with a lot of uh, psychiatric situations and psycho- psychological situations, and nothing has had the impact that I've seen with psychedelics and I, I worked in healthcare for a long time and I've never seen anything like the Renaissance that's happening right now with psychedelics. I think it's really important for people to become educated on psychedelics and remove the stigma from psychedelics so that we can move into a place, uh, into a place of utilizing these substances, these plants. Um, even the, they're not all of them are plants. They're fungi. Um, uh, some, some, uh, Magic mushrooms it may be the popular name, psilocybin mushrooms, and uh, there are some synthetics that, like MDMA, uh, which, used, which used to be called molly uh, or ecstasy, uh, derivatives of, of that that type of situation. LSD, the, I've seen people have some amazing, and ketamine. Ketamine is now being used to clinics, uh, in clinics nationwide in the United States to help people move through depression, to move through all sorts of. Uh, psychiatric situations. The place that Cole and I have been working from is a place of utilizing psychedelics for human optimization, creating new uh, neural pathways in the brain and moving people away from old traumas and reprogramming uh, new styles of of living into the human organism. And when we we utilize psychedelics from a place of awareness and from a place of, of, uh, of care and love, we can really, really help people to become sovereign of their experiences and move beyond Programming that TV and social media have been implanting people. I think it's it's, it's definitely a, a huge part of the next wave of human evolution.
1: You and Cole are a dynamic duo. Y'all better watch out, world! Because
0: <laughs> thank you,
1: you're beautiful people. You're talk about the right yeah. facilitator.
0: You know, in working with psychedelics, I think it's really important for the person that that is facilitating to have experienced psychedelics. in in the first place, so that they know how to navigate and help you navigate that space. It's important to understand the the person's, the facilitator's intention, what their experience with psychedelics, the the particular substance they'll be working with or sitting for you, right? There are are facilitators and there are what what we call uh, space holders and trip sitters. And space holders and trip sitters kind of can can hold the space, they can hold the room Right? They, can, they, can, they can be there with you and get you what you need as you have your experience. This is always about you. It's always about the person having the trip or having the journey, as we call it, or being in the ceremony, as we call it. The facilitator, from my vantage point, is a person that knows how the substance works, how long the substance works, what may come up for you, and how to hold the space for you without... And, this, and, that, and that I don't like to use without a lot, but without interrupting or without implanting anything into your process, it's really, really important to understand if the person that, that is facilitating uh, your psychedelic experience does not ask you about your health issues or your history around mental health, uh, any substances that you've experienced in the past, what your trauma history is, what your drama history is in your life, um, if they haven't asked you about uh, if, if they haven't done an onboarding call with you to, to see where you are, that's not the person. Lean into people who are curious about you or taking the time with you or going to sit on the phone with you or sit in person with you and talk to you, who will tell you what substances they'll be working with, exactly how much you'll be giving, what will happen to keep you safe. Safety is of the utmost importance when utilizing psychedelics. If you are not in a safe environment, you will not, you will, one, not go where you go and two, possibly have an experience that may open some other stuff up for you that may not be functional. So safety is going to be the most important. How will you keep me safe? Will I be safe? What will the environment be like? There's, there's something in psychedel- in the psychedelic world that we talk about is having uh, this set and setting. If uh, you you may have heard about people doing psychedelics in a party or at a rave and having a bad trip and and thinking people were coming to get them and all that and that has to do with the set, the setting, and the energy around you. And so, if your mindset is not in a space to be able to, to flow with psychedelics, and your body set, okay, when we talk about body set, as far as if you're not hydrated, if you don't have the right amount of electrolytes on board. If you have uh, certain types of food in your stomach before you before you uh, go on your journey, all of these things are very very important. In your facilitator, my vantage point is a person who should be asking these questions. And I don't like to use the word should, but they should be asking these questions. If they're not asking these questions, th- th- then it's no. And always lean into your body when when the, when working with psychedelics. If your body's like, oh, this, is, this feels kind of scary, but it's a yes then go with it. If your body's like, this is a no, I want to run, then don't do it. Okay? Always trust your body. Your body knows when, uh, when you're leaning into psychedelics, it knows what it needs, and it will always be able to tell you. So the, the person that's, that's going to be facilitating your psychedelic event is really important. And, and uh, if you feel like you need someone else there with you that you know, ask them. If that, can be, if that can be a possibility. They can sit in the room or sit outside the room, sit at your space most important i hope
1: that helps oh my gosh it does if you're just now tuning in we got a new best friend yeah it's ta witty <laughs> ta witty you can go online right now it's t-a-h online.com that's t-a-h online.com correct ta
0: that is correct
1: Then i wanted to talk about you know what psychedelics should we be experimenting with because we've heard of mushrooms Mushrooms, mm-hmm. but you call them magic mushrooms. We've heard of Molly, mm-hmm. we've heard of LSD, Ketamine, that's a new game. Wow. How does the facilitator know what you need? You said before they ask questions.
0: Right. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Different facilitators work with different things, some work with multiple substances, some specialize in others. And so, knowing knowing what you want in particular is really important. Are you looking to become more grounded? Are you looking to expand into a headspace? There's certain things that are really great for going into uh, a headspace, like LSD. Like there's micro, there's microdosing. There's, okay, there's three different types of dosing. There's microdosing, there's mini dosing, and there's macro dosing. So microdosing is is what we call a sub perceptual dose right? If, if you look for people to not be feeling or having hallucinations or going into anything, it actually helps to change the brain chemistry to be able to create new habits in, in, a, in a shorter period of time. And so you want that to be perceptual. Mini dosing is kind of a lighter space than going into a full journey. And that's when people are usually doing isolated work when they're in a safe environment at home they and they and they've experienced psychedelics for a while and they know how to navigate the psychedelic space a macrodose is when you go into uh, into a, a full journey and that's usually when uh, you, you don't want to be moving around too much you don't want to be walking around you don't want to be outside of an unsafe, in an unsafe environment and that's where people have these huge, breakthrough events that tend to have huge breakthrough events and real realizations with, with a, a macro dose that's a full journey and then if you go beyond that that's the people we call cosmonauts who go into beauty really deep spaces and they end up coming back with revelations and they've spoken to aliens and all kinds of, of, of wild stuff that's a whole other ball game so knowing what you're looking for is really important for yourself are you looking to move beyond trauma? are you looking to connect deeper in your relationships anybody who's looking to do psychedelics please only do it where it is legal we do not uh, advise you going into spaces that will put you at legal risk that removes you from being safe in yourself so there are countries and there are spaces where you can go where psychedelics are legal and there are programs right now that people do you utilize psychedelics you know, in a legal space ketamine is a huge thing right now with, with a lot of people moving through depression and, and PTSD and ketamine was uh, originally used as a horse tranquilizer Right. and then it moved, yeah, it was originally used as a horse tranquilizer and then it moved into, when, uh, when I was uh, early in my nursing career, we were using it to, for intubation to sedate people for certain orthopedic procedures, we used it for a lot of stuff to today people. And people would come out of it having these revelations like they spoke to God and all of this stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on? I had no idea uh, what it was doing. It's a dissociative. And so it helps people to dissociate and reprogram the brain. And so uh, when moving into space, looking for PTSD and, and depression resolution, that type of stuff, ketamine is an amazing space. When looking to expand into the mind, uh, LSD microdosing, LSD microdosing is amazing. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms or magic mushrooms, mushrooms uh, are great for breakthrough experiences and the brain in very well-rounded situations. You can get into a lot of spaces with that. Um, working with masculine-based psychedelics like uh, peyote and wachuma or San Pedro are really great for connecting with the self and bringing subconscious uh, old programming that's getting in the way of body and posture situations to the surface. Uh, we've had people move through amazing things, getting beyond uh, cere- cerebrovascular accidents or strokes, getting beyond that stuff, and actually opening up the nervous system into spaces that are functioning in ways that no other medicine or anything has been able to open up. So uh, I have a, a person that I worked with who worked with psychedelic called ibogaine, which is uh, based off of a plant called iboga from from uh, or iboga, how you pronounce it, I B O G A from Africa. And it, it, it re- helps to rewire the nervous system unlike anything. And for people who are who have been addicted to opiates or any other kinds of substances in that vein that are looking to reprogram their nervous systems and get the, the, the receptors to shift in the body, Ibogaine has has had some amazing results. And, you know, it's legal in Canada, in Canada and all over the world. It has not been legalized in the United States. But the amount of, of openings that people have had in Ibogaine are absolutely astounding. The, the amount of people that are coming, that have been addicted to, to methadone and, and heroin and uh, opiates and Percodan and Percocet and that type of stuff have been coming off of of these things with the utilization of Ibogaine. So there, there are so many different types of psychedelics that are having so many amazing results people. And to be frank, the healthcare industry is having to get on board now because of the, the studies that are being done, because of the results that people are having in a short periods of time that talk therapy is not getting people to. And so, psychedelics combined with talk therapy are amazing. And so, we are seeing people have this this renaissance with psychedelics that, that are that is absolutely amazing that's going on. So choosing, you know, choosing a facilitator. Uh, doing your research, there's amazing, amazing things that people can research. You know, what I'd love to invite the, the listeners to go to a website called Sapien Soup, S A P I E N S O U P, sapiensoup.com, and they have an, uh, an expose on on psychedelics that's designed to get an, the average person who's not a science geek or a medical professional to really understand how psychedelics work and how it interacts, how psychedelics interact with called the HT2A receptors in, in, the, in the nervous system to actually help reprogram things. It's amazing, and it's really easy, and I'm about empowering it. So if people are going to get into psychedelics, I want them to become empowered with information on this stuff. And so you can see if it's for you. Psycho-health so not for everybody, and uh, there are certain conditions that I would not uh Tell people to go jump into psychedelics. Don't jump into psychedelics immediately if you're taking uh, SSRI's uh, for antidepressant purposes. Uh, that's selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Uh, be mindful of that. Um, if you can get on board, if you can get, if you have a, son, a medicine therapist, a psychiatrist that that's bound to help you with things. And you're talking about uh, this, and you want to explore, talk to them and see if they can wean you off of these medications uh, for your experience. And if you need to get back on, get back on. And see what happens. It's time to explore yourself and get to know yourself. And when when, uh, when we rely on people outside of ourselves to completely heal us and fix us, it is fortifying what I call the shame device. That something is wrong, that, okay, not enough or too much about you. And so those ideas will stop you from getting to know yourself deeper because you feel like you have to get someone else to fix you. When you get to know yourself, when you become more intimate with yourself, when you become intimate with how your body works, with how your body interacts with the environment, how your body and your brain and your mind interact with the people around you. with The systems you adhere to, if you believe in religion, is, are you really intimate with your religion? Are you intimate with your ideas around your gender and your race and your uh, your identity as a human being? Are you really intimate with that stuff? Or are you rolling with what someone else told you you are and how they told you you should perform? And when you can lean into that, you can really, really get intimate with yourself. And psychedelics are an amazing way to help people
1: Wow. You know, when you were talking, I thought of, well, you want to reprogram the brain so it works better. I thought of, Mm -hmm. remember back in the day, they did lobotomies. Lobotomies were the thing. They'd cut your Mm head, split your skull open in a minute, and those Mm -hmm. folks would be almost zombies. But it seems like psychedelics is a softer way to manipulate the brain in a loving way.
0: Lobotomies. There's a lot of controversy around lobotomies and lobotomies. Uh, disrupting a part of the brain that so the person reacts and performs according to what society says they should perform. Okay? Society in and of itself is not a natural situation. It is a situation that we've utilized to help people not kill each other and to, to, to live in cohesion. And there are a lot of things around society where we force people to behave certain ways that are unnatural to their organism. And so when, when somebody doesn't like something and you tell, when, somebody, when a kid doesn't like to go to school and they don't want to learn math, they may, they may not be geared towards mathematics, but when you force them to do that, you force their organism to do something that they don't like. And it can cause a difference. It can cause the, the, the human body's nervous system to generate hormones that do, that, that do not agree. And it puts wow. them in a space to lean away from it. And if, the, if we do not listen to the organism, the organism becomes dysfunctional for itself. And as it looks to function for something outside of itself, and so when we lean into things that are not natural for us, things are normalized. Normal and natural are not the same thing. We tend to lean into normalization in our societies, and so when we normalize people, um, it's not natural for their organism. It's not natural for for that individual person. It causes a disruption. And when when I've noticed from, from my from my work and my studies with myself and the people that I've worked with and the people around me that have worked with other people, when we can get a person to actually naturalize themselves with their natural rhythm and create their own natural rhythm and understand how they interact with the societal constructs, with the systems around us. Then a person can actually choose to synchronize it and lean in or lean away from it and lean into something else. That is when a person's organism actually gets to relax and reset it but if you keep putting a person into a dysfunctional situation, medicating them so that they can be in a dysfunctional situation, the organism is still going to look to reset itself outside of that situation. And then you keep putting them back in its dysfunctional. It's like when you, when you, when you tell a person, when a person becomes uh, addicted to crack or addicted to heroin and you want to get them out of it, you have to get them out of that environment. If you put them back in the environment, you're going to put them back into a dysfunctional state. So you have to move them completely out of it. An environment is not just where you are, where you are and with the things that are going on around you. And so if you put a person that's being abused back in an abusive situation, their hormone mix is going to match the abusive situation because the body is telling it to get out of here, get out of here, run, don't do this. Oh, you can't focus, take this Adderall or you can't focus, take this, this Ritalin. (laughs) You can't focus, take this stuff so that you can focus. You're putting a person who's not designed to focus in that situation in that environment, and you're forcing your body into it. It's going to create a default. And so, when people get into psychedelics, they have these realizations that, oh my gosh, I don't belong in this marriage. <laughs> I've had so many people leave marriages and leave relationships and leave careers that were destroying their bodies. Like, oh my gosh, was it this simple that I just I, I need to be away from this? And they leave it and they go and they have these amazing lives. And I've seen it time and time again, over and over again. People leaning into these amazing substances, having these revelations, and then leaning into the life that they want. And it it makes it easier for everyone around them. It makes it easier for the whole planet when we are all chill. When we are all uptight, the whole planet is uptight. And so this is why I believe that intimacy is, is, is a huge part of the next wave of human evolution. And psychedelics are helping people to become more intimate with themselves to become more intimate with their own processes, become more intimate with their children, become more intimate with their lives, with their businesses, so they can lead into things that are really true and honest for themselves. If you're working in a business that you hate, but you created it and you've, and you've been taught that you have to finish the things you started that are dysfunctional for you, it's going to create a dysfunction in the organism. So when, when we remove these dysfunctions, things start to come together and it's magic. And leaving nursing was one of the, one of the most frightening things to me in the world. I was afraid that my mother was going to judge me. I was afraid the world was going to judge me. I had to end in this profession. I haven't abandoned it. I've taken all of the things that I've learned, the wonderful things that I've learned, and I've applied it to, to this amazing work that I've been doing around intimacy. And I've also moved into this space where I help people. And, and you know, psychedelic is not my main thing. That's not the main place I work. I've been educating people around that, but, but moving away from that, moving into to, to a space where I really feel connected has been the most amazing thing for me in the world to move away from nursing, the traditional nursing, and to, to get into what I'm doing now has been amazing for me and the people that I've been working with. I'm working with, I'm working with social media influencers. I'm working with CEOs of companies. I'm working with high-powered entrepreneurs who are touching millions of people and their businesses have changed as a result of them being more intimate with themselves. Their businesses have changed. They've become more heart centered. The, the products that they develop, the systems that they develop, and how they interact with their clients have changed and they're becoming more centered on, on supporting the individual, not just making some bread. And it's not about bread. It's not about building companies and all of this other stuff. It's the people aren't uplifted. And so these, these people that are, yeah, I've had people that have called themselves jerks and, and, and a-holes and have completely had psychedelic experiences and like, I've been doing this all the time and, and didn't realize what I was doing for myself and the people around me. And so wow. the, the people that I've been working with have been shifting themselves in major ways, and it's been absolutely beautiful. And I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to anyone that wants to talk about psychedelics. I'm more than happy to talk to anyone who wants to talk about psychedelics and go deep. And, and when we go deep in these, in these spaces, your life, my life, our life, when, when I've removed the shame from all of the terrible things that have happened in my life and I start to see how it got me here, I reviewed it as a, as a circumstance. You know, I had a conversation with someone the other day around the African free trade, trade and we, we were talking about it and they were like, you know, I'm so sorry, that my ancestors, your ancestors, African American people, and black people are having such a hard time in the world. Like that one. And, Say, okay, this happened. Got us where we are now. Let's not repeat that same garbage from the past. Let's do something different with ourselves. Let's do it from a space of awareness where we're not beating each other up, where we're supporting each other and one another. We get to know one another and we uplift and we move through. Let's view the past as, as, a, as, a, as something that we review. We don't have to, to shame the past. Okay, that's what we did before. Let's, let's move beyond that. Let's move into a new space where we're, deep, we're deeply connected. And we decided we are not doing this anymore because we're intimate with our processes. We're not doing that anymore. What we're doing is we're pumping on each other. We're expanding with one another. We are touching each other's lives because we are all valuable. We're all connected. And that is where intimacy and psychedelics can expand this world. And I believe that it is. If are just not
1: tuning in, yep, we're going to do best friend. It's Ta witty He's been talking to us, and you can get online and find Ta, TAH online.com. You mentioned another website. Is it Supien Soup? Spell that out for us.
0: Yep, Sapien, sapien Soup. It's S A P I E N S O U P. Sapien, like Homo sapien. It's S A P I E N S O U P. That is not my website. Uh, it is an amazing website that talks to humanity and they have an amazing expert on psychedelics and it really introduces people uh, on an entry-level basis to what psychedelics do and how they can help. And if you've been looking for something outside of the traditional medical model for any type of uh, expansion in yourself, in, for, for uh, depression, anxiety, for PTSD, for a myriad of situations, Take a look into into just exploring. Get intimate with the idea of psychedelics. Get intimate with the discomfort that you have when you hear it if you do hear it. You know what is this stuff? Get to know it. It's something that, is, as a nurse, I was completely it was taboo for me. I was told that substances outside of what Big Pharma was to people with the devil, and I'm seeing otherwise. Right. And so, um, when when, when you out in a safe environment with people who know what they're doing, psychedelics are absolutely amazing. And I co-sign them and you will not ever get me to not co-sign them. I will co-sign them. I have I have experienced psychedelics on multiple occasions. Um, I have explored and I have taken people to places psychedelics illegal and done retreats and it's been absolutely amazing. So helping people move through spaces and being able to sit for people and help facilitate of take their situation has been game-changing
1: for me. I want to know where I can sign up.
0: (laughs) I want want you and Cole
1: to take me on a trip. No, I'll go on the trip. I just need for you guys to watch me. Um, If you just got tuning in, it's Ty Whitty. We've been talking about psychedelics. I've got to interview you again because I could talk to you for two hours. I want to talk about ayahuasca. Ah,
0: Ayahuasca. Let's talk talk about it.
1: Okay, i got to get you back. Can I book you again? Can I call your booker and book you again? I will do that because we got to yes, And the we got to talk about the mental health crisis with COVID-19 where uh, yeah. the role of psychedelics are really playing a part in supporting people. I want to thank you so yeah. much. I believe, I'm a believer. All right. Thank you so much. We can go right now. Thank you. Go right now to the website. It's ta witty joining us this morning and he's taonline.com and you're going to spell that t a h online.com. All right, your one hour of public talk radio is up. I am your hostess of the mostest, Francine Marie. Join us back next week, same time, same station. And until we meet, and one day we will, I want you to have a good week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Francine Marie Show, where we address issues concerning you and your family. That's all for now. See you next week. This is my jam and jelly, y'all, on the Francine Marie Show. Spread that show out, girl. Spread it out. Please, please do not harm us! We have come to your planet for one thing. The Francine
0: Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest.